And we are back. Welcome to Bourbon Glazed Nonsense, episode five. In this week's episode, we're going to talk about the NCAA football season potentially being canceled. Big Ten and Pac-12 already announcing our other conferences soon to follow. Moving over to tech, we're going to prove to you that we are not frauds and give you a little walkthrough of the tech we use on the day-to-day. Moving on over to gaming, we're going to talk about Season 5 of COD. And spoiler alert, I have not played, so D-Town will give me the rundown. And we're going to talk about our wish list for Season 6. Rounding out with life, we're going to talk about life without college football and begrudgingly the unholy trinity of things we're going to end up doing on Saturdays. Stay tuned. into sports to start off today and uh big big news out of big 10 and pac 12 on where the ncaa season is going generally and it's not good we're predict we're predicting stuff again last week we talked about or two weeks ago we talked about rona potentially killing sports and here we are living it our worst nightmare we're just predicting the future here i feel like we need to uh, start calling the uh, the powerball yep. making our uh, listeners rich yeah. Just raking in as much money as we're raking in. Speaking of the money we're raking in, I think uh, we need to give our listeners a little heads up that uh, the audio engineering this week will be handled by D-Town. So any questions and concerns about quality, please refer to the BG Nonsense Instagram page and let D-Town know your thoughts. Yeah, and if they're negative, please just write them down, put them in a nice envelope, and throw them in the trash because I really don't care. So. And send and send them to his address, which is, and then just you know bleep this out for a good solid minute to make it seem like I'm giving your actual address. <laughs> oh, lovely. We're gonna we're gonna have so much fun. This is gonna be terrible. Uh, <laughs> anyway, our worst nightmare is coming to life. Big Ten, Pac-12. I'm sure the <laughs> SEC will play regardless of what happens. Earth could be on fire, and Alabama will still be running over people. But yeah, it'll just be Florida. <laughs> it'll just be Florida all over the place. But it is it is tough to hear the words actually come out. I feel like yeah. we're all hoping and expecting that things would happen. And now it's like we've politicized this movement too because it's like the 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 kids want to play and they're using you know Trevor Lawrence's hashtag we want to play. And then the NCAA guys are like fuck we're gonna lose ten thousand dollars a you know a minute on these broadcasts and empty stadiums. How are we gonna pad our cushy salaries? So it feels like this has been blown out beyond player safety and health. It's just gotten to a oh, point yeah. of oh, the yeah. kids want to play because they want to play and be able to get a shot at the NFL. And the NCAA doesn't give a shit because they don't want to spend money. Yeah, exactly. I think you hit the hit the nail on the head. I think anytime you talk about the NCAA, it quickly comes politicized. Um, and I, I'd be interested to be behind those closed doors on those decisions being made because I, I, I can't see the cancellation of the football season being purely player safety. And that might sound cynical of me, but you know, I'll be the first to say I don't think the NF the uh, excuse me the NCAA, it, you know, puts the players solely first. There's got to be some kind of backdoor agenda that's keeping them from uh, playing this season. But, you know, you bring up Trevor Lawrence. I think, I think you know, we, we saw the Big Ten, the Pac-12, you know, formally postponed until the spring. You know, SEC and the ACC said they're committed to playing in the fall. I, I think Trevor Lawrence alone is going to keep some semblance of fall college football. Um, I think he is... He's like the NCAA version of too big to fail. And I think there's I, I don't I don't know how to describe it. He's been a phenom mm-hmm. since uh since his freshman year when he won the natty, but I, I just think he's he's a he's a personality that you need. He's he's larger than life right now in, you know, not only South Carolina, but like nationally. So I do think there is going to be some form of fall football. I don't think first off, I don't think the spring football is gonna happen. You know how much I would love to see it. I just think that that's a fucking pipe dream. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know your thoughts on that. 
Yeah, I, and, and in all honesty, I hope there's spring football because I personally would prefer to have spring football than fall. I know in, in, in for, for leagues like the Big Ten, which is mostly Midwestern teams and then randomly Maryland and New Jersey, but those those games would just be snow and ice every single day and probably pretty miserable. But the thing that I look at it from the perspective of is that – football season would start right when the NFL is ending so we would pretty much have actual live football almost year round which is a goal of mine which will absolutely crush anything I do on the weekends for life because I just you know when football is on Sundays are gone Saturdays mostly gone so I would love to have it it's it's a dream of mine I I hope to see it but knowing the NCAA and knowing some of these some of the ways that we've trended unless you're getting butts into stadium seats it's i don't think it's going to happen i don't think ncaa is really going to push for it so i agree on that and quite frankly i could not disagree with you more on your opinion of wanting the uh the college football season to happen in the spring i actually would want nothing less so first off i think you're forgetting about the highly touted highly skilled uh Mm. operating right after the NFL season. Yeah. Um, there was a recent large investment made to keep that league alive. I'll leave it there. We can cover that on another uh, another episode. But I just think I think the spring kind of has its own allure as is. I mean, you know, weather's starting to get nice, the sun's staying out longer, you're starting to do more shit on the weekends, like day drinking becomes a thing, you know, Going to bars becomes a, a, a more easy task. You know, obviously this is all separate of COVID, but like the weather enables you to do shit on the weekends that you wouldn't do on the in the winter. I think if you look at the winter and the fall, kind of this dark and gloomy, you know, season, the only light and the only thing that kind of gets you out of bed and and you know really keeps you from just throwing yourself off a cliff <laughs> is essentially the football week. Yeah. I mean, you really think about it. When football season's like in full swing, you really only have to deal with like Tuesday and Wednesday. Those are just like <laughs> shit days yeah. because you wake up, if you go into the office, it like the sun doesn't fucking rise until like 6.58. So if you're mm-hmm. going to leave any time before that, you're driving in the dark. Yep. It, it fucking sets at like 4.45. So it's pretty much perpetually dark. You look outside of your fucking office and the sun is down. But... You got Thursday night football. Now, don't get me wrong. It's a shitty game. It's a horrific game. Always. They always give us, like, the worst matchups, like Redskins, Jaguars, like shit like that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Washington sports team, not the Redskins. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Our words. We get the Washington sports. Rob Lowe is going to fucking love that name. But, um... (laughs) Uh, Washington you football get, you team. Get, Sorry, not yeah, you get team, the Washington Washington football team and the Jaguars, but it gives you <laughs> it gives you something to look forward to. Yeah. You know, it's it's and there's like what I love is there's a different theme song every channel it's on every night. Mm-hmm. It's like a different theme song. Like my kid in the candy store and like watching <laughs> Sunday morning cartoons. It's like dun 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 dun. I'm like yeah. yes, <laughs> but it gives you a reason to crack a few beers, order wings, eat like shit. Yeah, and then you wake up and guess what? It's Friday. It's yep. Friday. There, there might be one random like Mac game on, but it's Friday. There's mm-hmm. nothing ever bad about a Friday. Roll into Saturday, and you can literally just lay on the couch, no pants, you know, hand in that like sweet spot where it like keeps it warm while you're taking a nap <laughs> on the couch from like one to like one in the morning, essentially, if you're watching like highlights in the coverage. And then you pass out, and you wake up. And if you do it right, you wake up at like noon, mm-hmm. and it's like wow. The one o'clock game is right around the corner, and then right, right upon, right around the time Carrie Underwood comes on, you get the Sunday scaries, you get a little shiver, you're like, oh shit, I have work tomorrow, but guess what? Monday night football. Yeah. It gives you, it gives you a nice. It's almost like coming down from the weekend like drunkenness mm-hmm. because you can't just take a sharp like go cold turkey. You have to like ease out of it. You have to have like a few like Monday night beers, and then you roll in, and all you gotta deal with is Tuesday, Wednesday. You, have, yeah. you essentially have a two-day week, yeah. so we can't lose college football. We yeah. can't. I can't. I can't get my Saturdays back. I can't have that. That needs to be. That needs to be cemented in the fall. So this has been a rant that's been brought to you by Cold Bell. <laughs> I feel Ooh. like I feel like that Broke was a sweat. There's a therapy session. I heard. 
the voice slowly rising through that, but I, I, <laughs> I, I feel it. I, I feel like this is something that we're just so accustomed to that the country will just go through withdrawal. It might be as bad as a pandemic. People will just not know what to do with their lives anymore. I mean, think about being inside for another you know, four months where there could be football every Sunday. And every Sunday, what do we all think? Damn, I could be watching my team play. So it is it is a dark, dark thing to think about. Hopefully the NFL keeps going through. People stay healthy and don't get sick. We'll hope the NCAA gives us some spring football. And, God, I hope we have a, a cure that isn't Vladimir Putin based oh, and made <laughs> where he's injecting his own family with it so I just <laughs> I, I just hope that we get through this we get some football we get people who can stay healthy and at the end of the day avoid those Sunday scaries and Saturday scaries at this point as much as we can the the other thing we we want to talk about which is we're, we're we're learning podcasting as we go we want to talk about hard knocks next week which is yes started this week we realized we missed it this morning and and i and and we know cold bell has been on paternity leave with a new puppy this at is home, true so he's he's been a little bit awol and so have i and and i'm i'm trying I'm, I'm trying to think of the favorite hard knocks moments and then we can talk about it next week and actually watch the show and actually have a conversation with our six viewers and hopefully <laughs> inform them about some of the stuff so cold bell i'll let you go with your favorite hard knocks moment and i'll follow up with mine yeah so uh I would I, – the first thing I have to throw out is I think we made this decision strategically because, first off, no other podcast ever talks about hard knocks. Let's let's no. get that straight. But to one. differentiate ourselves from the podcasts that do, we delayed ourselves a week. So we can also react to the reactions. <laughs> so we're playing a little four-dimensional chess here. Yep. But I would say my favorite, my favorite uh, hard knocks moment has to come from Sexy Rexy himself during the New York Jets season – when, you know, players didn't have a good practice, you know, wasn't a good day. He's out in front. He's got the team's attention. You know, he, he starts to bring it all together. He's ending his speech. Let's, let's make sure we play like the goddamn New York Jets and not some fucking, uh, you know, shitbag team. And he just turns around, you know, full on Rex Ryan. Let's go get a goddamn snack. <laughs> Incredible man. Incredible man. I'm I'm gonna cheat a little bit with mine because because it it surrounds the hard knock season. I don't think it actually was captured on on the episodes, but last season was electric with the Antonio Brown saga. So oh, to God. start off with Antonio Brown, and I think this is my favorite meeting, you know thing that led into how awkward this whole season and saga was. Just Antonio Brown meeting Derek Carr and Derek Carr not knowing <laughs> how to handle it whatsoever, and then. Going to the stark contrast of Antonio Brown running around in his backyard after being finally released <laughs> by the Oakland Raiders. And this whole thing, I'm just envisioning like a 30-second YouTube clip of where did it all go wrong? Added to the fact of John Gruden talking to Antonio Brown on that phone call of just like, Antonio, what, what, what's going on, man? What do we got to do? <laughs> just trying to find some way to reason with it and just... That, that season was electric because we all knew where it was going. We knew as soon as oh, yeah. the cameras were on, AB was oh, going yeah. to AB out. <laughs> well, with that, we're going to move into our first advertisement. This podcast is brought to you in part by D's Butcher Shop. Tastes like home because of how close you actually are to the meat we butcher and now offering fresh seafood as well. Yum. Into technology, where we're going to talk about things like uh, the setup that we have in our homes, from things like internet to gaming to our entertainment setup, and you know, just random shit we have around the house to show that we have, you know, we, we know a little about what we're talking about. We try and give some advice on technology. We're not just speaking out of our asses. I mean, you know, mostly for for at least. Trust us, we're a technology podcast run by yeah. some. Some by two people who are between the ages of twenty and thirty, so that's as non as nondiscreet as I can be. Um, there you go. You wanna you wanna start, uh, or you want me to jump in? 
Uh, I think we could start off with with internet. So I think it's going to be interesting because you know internet's probably a bland topic on the on the typical. But I'd love to hear kind of what setup do you have if you've tweaked it at all or or kind of why did you go with with what you have. So we we were forced where our house is located in in Texas to go with one provider because providers are cartels. Um, and they're the fucking worst. But luckily, AT&T just moved in, so we're able to move off of Spectrum. Just got fiber green lit, one gig, burning, burning so fast. Call of Duty is moving faster than it ever has. That download still took 700 hours because it's only going at 8 megs, but gig worth of internet coming in, and, and, and I'm just ecstatic about it. Do you, do you think the internet you're getting faster speeds not because of the new provider or the new setup or because so many people are kind of croaking because of covid in texas that there's just like more freedom in the queue mm, yeah no that and and probably because 90 percent of the people think they're being tracked through the internet here so between those two things i think i think it's just like you know it's like the autobahn in a straight line and they said instead of no speed limit they said please go faster that's what the sign said so that's that's what we have going on got it i i'm almost hesitant to like give a give like my provider because so i have xfinity well i have xfinity i've had xfinity for the past like four-ish years uh you know past like three i guess three years i feel like i'm the only person who doesn't have a qualm with comcast Mm. like i don't know what it is i feel like i've gotten lucky like i have gig as well I feel like I get a reasonable price. They bundle in TV. Yeah. Uh, I had a choice to go them or Verizon. They actually gave me more than Verizon would give me. Um, I've had no issues. I've had like one outage um, in the past like couple years. Mm-hmm. Consistent speeds. Wireless is good. Now, I mean, I also live in a 13 you know square foot apartment, uh, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, I have a cute little SSID called Wi-Fi. Um, It runs 2.4 and 5 gigahertz. And yeah, I, you know, you know, when I, when I became an adult and had to start paying my own bills, like I read online and, you know, all over Reddit, like Comcast is Nazis and this and that really have no complaints. They might be like tracking everything I do, but I feel like I've, I've come in after the whole like customer satisfaction issue where they had to like rebrand as Xfinity. (laughs) Yeah, and I think that's that's where you got it. You've never had to deal with Comcast customer service. You've you've gotten the better <laughs> side of it. I I've I've been been on both sides on Xfinity and on Comcast. Com- it was bad. It was bad. They would like fight you to cancel your service. It's like my guy, I'm moving. I don't need it. And they're like, but why? I'm like, I I have to do new things with my life. I don't live here anymore. It's 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 incredible. But um. No, we, we just moved off the Google Mesh Wi-Fi, and thanks to my significant other's job, we were able to improve ourselves to enterprise-grade Wi-Fi solutions, too. And Google, the Google Mesh was actually solid. I, I will give it, I think, just for, like, somebody to have solid roamability inside the house, if you have multiple floors or just a really wide floor plan, we have just about 3,000 square foot that we need, square feet that we need to cover. So it, it helped to have that mesh, but I think now that we have the enterprise-grade stuff and we have some switches, a lot more things being directly cabled in, that's been huge for gaming. My Xbox is blistering. <laughs> PlayStation 4 can't keep up with it because Xbox is so good and it knows they're on the same network and I'm sure Xbox is just trash talking while we're asleep over that that switch that they're connected into but yeah having having things directly connected and having a gig speed across the house it's just it's just nice because you don't need to do unless it's like Call of Duty and everyone's updating at the same time uh, you know, yesterday we downloaded Fall Guy. It was nine gigs, but it took three minutes. And it was just nice wow. to have that kind of comfort of, oh, I can see a game, see a video on Instagram, download the game, and play it all in the span of 10 minutes. It's not like, all right, I'll see you tomorrow. I'll actually have to update this game. Yeah, so I do I do want to kind of pull out one thing you said right there around the mesh Wi-Fi. And, and I think that's kind of a real overlooked um, a real overlooked thing that people kind of neglect when setting up a home network because I think a lot of people don't really understand the value of it. Because mm-hmm. I've been I've been you know to a few 
a few homes where they, you know, very large houses that don't have, you know, a mesh setup. And I mean, I'm talking, there's like four SSIDs in five different rooms. There's no coverage. They're using like extenders to like extend a, like a router access point that's like extending another one. They're like daisy chaining shit together. And it's a fucking horrible solution. Um, I know when I get a home, I'm a hundred percent going to, whether it's enterprise grade, whether it's, whether it's Google or, or whatever, going to definitely get mesh. I mean, you know, you said your house is about 3000 square feet mm-hmm. up here in the big city. You have to give your left testicle third <laughs> child, um, your fourth, your fourth, uh, toe from the left. Yeah. Um, and you have to commit like, you know, 20% of your taxes, you know, just to just get a thousand square feet. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I would, I would hope to need mesh one day. But damn, when you have it, it makes shit so much easier. Yeah. And I think you also forgot all of that just for a house that was built by Paul Revere. So Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then to round off what I have for gaming. So I, I, I love Xbox. So that's the main console I play. But I did get a PlayStation 4 because uh, my wife does like to play Crash Bandicoot. Love that game. Um, so we played it a bunch. And now I've been able to play some of the single platform games too to get both sides of it. Also have a Nintendo Switch. So just about every single console there is <laughs> lives in this house. Um, I don't think I'm going to do it this round for the Series X and PS5. I think I'm just going to go Series X and cut my losses um, unless the PlayStation 5 becomes like $30 one day, which it probably won't ever. And and then round that off by plugging all that nonsense into a 70... 70 inch TV, 65 or 70 inch TV that we have hanging from the wall. So, you know, thought it would increase my field of vision in Call of Duty, but it doesn't. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, that's what we got going on. Yeah. So I have, I have a bit more toned down. Uh, I have an Xbox, but I have the flashy, speedy new Xbox One S without the disk drive. Um, Solely because it saved me $50. (laughs) So I got that puppy for $199 and great value. I will not be getting the 1X because I am cheap as can fucking be. And if this thing still turns on, I will continue (laughs) to use it. I will use it because, you know, I have one game installed probably by the end of this year because fucking uh, Call of Duty decides to just go. When's it going to reach like the terabyte mark? Like I feel like. I feel like they have to start sending you a hard drive. I said this before, they have to send you a fucking hard drive. Like that is bullshit. Because you're requiring me not only to download the game and pay for it, but now you're telling me I have to buy a fucking hard drive. Fuck you guys. But that being said, that is my only true gaming device. Um, I do have an old gaming PC that I built a couple years ago. Um, It was right before Ryzen came out. It was based on the AM3 platform. It was an FX 6300 with a GTX 1050 Ti. Um, I had some, uh, I think it was a 970 or Z970 board, whatever the AMD side of it was. Um, And I had this cool like DIY PC case that like lit up. And when the cool thing is I got the front LEDs with a little like Arduino to sync to my Spotify. (laughs) So it wouldn't just be random. It would actually follow the... uh, Follow the tunes, which was cool, and then I was able to like integrate it with my uh, with my Google Home with things like IFTT and and uh, Push Bullet to turn it on and off via via my voice. So I got my Xbox plugged into a 55 inch uh, Samsung Six Series that's about three years old. Um, but I am planning, you know, my next major purchase is going to be a 65 inch OLED. Nice. Um, probably not the super top tier, but the middle the middle like B series tier from LG. I think, yeah. the, I think OLEDs are just super nice. Um, the blacks are crisp. They deal with glare much better. Yeah. Um, and it's it's definitely one of those like wish list items for me. Yeah. And you got to, whenever you go see that, you have to see that LG TV that actually uses the screen as its own sound bar. It's, it, yep. it was just melted my mind. I, I dream of having the wallpaper TV. I think that's like my dream TV <laughs> to have. It just looks so freaking cool. But probably don't want to pay seven thousand dollars for something that's a sheet of paper um and then and then i I think i think you touched on some of the smart home stuff uh we have we have google homes 
pretty much in every major room um, except for the guest bedrooms and my office because uh, God God knows I would talk to Google all day and then I'd never come downstairs. But Google Homes are great, connected to you know lighting, temperature, thermostat, security system, all that is just it just really helps you be lazy and i honestly felt a little bit of a little bit badass yesterday walking into my bedroom last night the the blinds and curtains were all open it was night outside i walk in i don't have to touch a light switch i just say hey google can you turn the lights yeah. on yeah. everything pops up it's great i'm sure no one saw it i just thought i was really gangster because that's the most gangster <laughs> thing i'll ever do in my life because I really don't know what that late way of life is, but that it just it's just nice to have those things at that point. Same with Chromecast and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I have I have the whole Google suite as well. I've got Google Homes. I got a mini um, in all rooms of my house, so that means I have two Google Homes. Um, I have Chromecast for all my TVs. I got the Philips Hue lights connected to it. I got the vacuum connected to it, which was which <laughs> I fucking love because I hate cleaning. Yeah. Um, I'm fucking messy, so if I could just tell a device Roomba. to go clean for me. Yeah. That's like, I feel like I'm the fucking Jetsons with Rosie the robot. <laughs> but I think my favorite thing about Google Home was before I moved in with uh, my significant other, he or she, we don't discriminate on this podcast. Um, before she was connected to my Google account, she would stay over while I went on business trips and I would be able to view the conversational history <laughs> and I could clearly tell she was lonely because of the conversation she was having with Google Home. Incredible. She'd be like, hey Google, do you love me? <laughs> I mean, pretty, pretty much. Like, hey Google, tell me a story. Hey Google, how are you? And there's like, it, it was, there was, there was definite like some need for interaction in it. Yeah. So I thought it was adorable and I would watch the, uh... oh yeah, and then, I think my favorite was uh, when I would hear, you know, hey, you know, magic word, please be my friend. That was my favorite one. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. Incredible. I might need to start looking through my search, the Google search history too when I, on my next trip. Um, and I think, I think the last thing that, that we can talk about is what we actually sit in front of while we, while yeah. we do these podcasts. Um, so in front of me, I, I just purchased an iMac because I don't know, it's just, you know, I, I bought into that cult of it's it's just nice, it's clean, it's gonna work for the next it five really to is. six years. I, I thought about going with a PC, but you know, it's you always feel that kind of like, ah, how long is that thing ever gonna survive? With Mac, you know what you're getting yourself into. So, got an iMac, um, nothing too fancy or crazy on there. Uh, got myself a um, what is it about a. 30-inch uh, Samsung curved uh, HD monitor. Got myself uh, my new microphone from Neat Microphones called uh, the King B, and wireless charger from Samsung. That's a wireless charger and stand. And uh, yeah, I think that's that's. Oh, and I, I have my turntable off to the side by Audio Technica. Excellent. Excellent. And, uh, and clips um, speakers, which are also Bluetooth. So. I play records normally in between meetings just to keep myself entertained and then Bluetooth for anything uh, that's not on record. Ah, uh, yeah, because the vinyl, because the vinyl is pure, how the musician sound, uh, intended it to sound. Yeah, yes. yeah, exactly. It's it's warm and it's crisp and it's... Exactly. My ears exactly. are so sensitive. <laughs> it's, as crisp, it's as crisp as D-Town is a crunchy individual, and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> But exactly. yeah, so I, I, I like the setup. I do like how you're getting into the Mac cult. Um, you can hear my fur baby is barking in the background. Um, but no, I do, I do like how you're starting to commit to the, uh, the Apple cult. I just think it's, you're going you're gonna to get one device and you're going to see how some of the shit works. And then once you can like start pairing other devices, like they're oh, just worry. subtle things. IPad, iPad's already in the mail. It's already in the mail. New I iPad Pro with it. the new stand and the because and there's the tablet. there's yeah. certain shit there's certain shit about iMac that just works different like yeah. and there it's subtle like fucking the the search the searchability yeah. in, in iMac Spotlight I think is second is to none. Amazing. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. That the spacebar to preview things yeah. is so useful, 
and I think airdrop airdrop is is unbelievable. Yep. That is so easy, and yes. the ability to sync all messaging. And I know you could do it with WhatsApp and and other like, mm-hmm. you know, online based um, communications, but it it's basically everyone has SMS or iMessage, and you can just natively get SMS and iMessage linked to your phone if you have an iPhone directly on your computer, tablet, iPhone, whatever. And it just works. And that's kind of what I like about Apple. You know, you pay the Apple tax, this and that. But say what you want. Their shit does just work. And, you yeah. know, I know there's like hits on performance with their laptops and things like that. But I think the software is is really where the where you get the bang for the buck. But no, so like you, I, uh, you know, my setup is is kind of my pride and joy in, in my very small apartment. I have kind of a writing style desk. I have a video unit I got from work that doubles as a monitor. I also have a secondary monitor um, next to that. It's about 24-inch uh, Acer, which is actually the top-reviewed monitor, believe it or not, on Amazon. Acer makes Amazon. good monitors. Yeah, yeah. good monitors. Very, very cheap, very good one millisecond response time, IPS panel. Um, I have a wireless black aluminum Matthias keyboard. Um, actually, a pretty slick keyboard because it has the Apple layout. And it looks exactly like the Magic Keyboard, mm-hmm. but it can sync up to four devices independently, oh, which, nice. believe it or not, a lot of, a lot of, uh, there's, there goes my puppy, a lot of keyboards only support like one device and you can't switch yeah. between them without physically unpairing and repairing. This one, it's click of a button, one to four, and it really just works. I have that, wireless mouse, and I think the cool part about my setup is I have a docking station where I close the laptop, go clamshell mode, plug in one cable, and it charges, connects the keyboard, mouse, both monitors, and my external microphone, and everything is routed via a cable run under the table. So if you look at the floor, there's literally one cable running down from the power brick, um, and that's about it. So I I like, I'm very anal about cable management. My TV has a cable run because I couldn't drill into the wall. but yeah, I just love I, I. The one thing I am anal about and clean about is my cable management, computers, electronics, whatever. There you go. So, with all that, I think we've proven that we we kind of know something about technology enough to enough to start a podcast. That's I think as that's as far as we we've gotten. And even if we didn't prove it, we're going to move on to our next sponsor because you know that's our that's our mantra. This episode of Bourbon Glaze Nonsense is brought to you by Dabbit's Auto Repair. Guaranteed sick mods. You come in for an oil change, you leave with a three-foot spoiler. Into gaming and Cole Bell's paternity leave has left us abandoned in the squad. Down some men, down some reliable performers. It's been a little bit grim. We've picked up some new recruits. We're trying them out. We're seeing how they're doing. But season six, sorry, season five, getting ahead of myself, has been electric in my opinion. Absolutely electric. Cold Bell, what about you? Oh, it's been (laughs) great. My Xbox has not turned on since the update. It is upsetting. Um, And yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear about season five. I'd love to see what's going on. So, so the biggest thing for me is the new game mode of Mini Royale. I think they absolutely nailed that decision of doing it. So they, what, what Mini Royale does is it takes the whole map of Verdansk and it takes maybe one-sixth of that and decides that's the only opening in the smoke. So you see the first circle and then you get about 200 meters outside of that uh, for an outside circle drop in about 100 people in in that round 70 to 100 people squads of three and it is just action-packed non-stop you know you just can't round a corner without running into people and for whatever reason it's led to three victories while cold bell has been on paternity leave with with the recruits of my cousin and brother so I'm, i'm loving the mode so we're starting to get a sense of who's the gamer and who's holding who back here Cold no. Bell leaves, D-Town gets three wins. Okay. No, no that's not <laughs> what it is. 
I I have been carried in a couple games by my brother. He had seven kills in one of them. I had two, which included an RPG direct to the chest of one of the guys who was not very happy about it. So I, I, I do think I think the game mode in of itself is is more exciting because it's not that um, you know, and, and I think this is why solos sometimes is just so daunting to play because oh, it's so in, fucking you'll campy. Get your stuff, and then people will camp, and then it's like you know, I do I go look for people or do I join the campers? What do I do? And no one really knows what you know. You got to find the right balance with it. I think this is a good balance because it's teams of three. I feel like quads would be too much. Teams of three, yeah. entertaining. You know. All the guns are pretty good too that you find mostly mostly purples and blues with a few gold scattered in there so it's really easy to get good guns quickly loadout drops drop in very quickly too so I think they did a good job on that the other big thing is stadium opening so I didn't play when everyone finally I didn't play when everyone jumped into stadium <laughs> but the big thing is and I haven't discovered where to use it because I'm not this big this, sorry this big of a gamer there's key cards in two places inside a stadium and outside a stadium I know the ones inside a stadium correspond to locked doors in the stadium in the particular section for the key that you mm. have so you can't just go to whatever door and get in you have to find the section in the stadium find the door in that section and then you can you can open it so that's one thing and then there's red key cards outside of that and just whenever I got that red key card I wasn't near um, one of the <clears throat> one of the oh god what were they called um, not loots damn crates uh, not the crates where where do, where do the key cards open <laughs> the tunnels whatever whatever we call them <laughs> Uh, this is how much of a gamer we are. Um, but bunkers. Bunkers. There we go. Jeez, there we wow. go. I had an aneurysm there. wasn't near any of the bunkers, but I've seen gameplay of people opening those bunkers again. So I think the red key cards are back to those uh, bunkers, and you can open up whichever one you're, you're nearest to. So I think that's exciting. Stadium being opening is electric. They did a good job. A couple tiers that you can move up and down to. The main soccer field's open, and you can run all the way around on the inside of it. Lots of places to loot and find. A couple places to camp, obviously, too, because it wouldn't be Call of Duty without camping spots. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then the train. That's the last big thing that I think was... I've hopped on the train twice. It does not move very fast. It did. <laughs> it's it's kind of slow. You could almost, like, sprint to catch up with it. Yeah. Uh, it's like just beyond that speed of someone sprinting uh, all out. But the biggest thing on that is the very first car has a ammo reload. So you can hop on there, just That's reload huge. everything you have. But it's not full reload. And I don't know if it was just because we were in Mini Royale, but it would do half reloads. So I'm, I'm still got to check out to see if it's full reloads on the full side. But yeah, it's cool. It's nice to have some place to jump on. It'll help you get out of trouble if you can't get away. Obviously, a car can drive up to you and still have people hop on. Yep. So it's not a get out of jail free card, but it's it's a nice addition. And I think they could develop that into more and more things. I am just I'm just glad to hear that they have a new game mode that kind of speeds up Warzone because I think Warzone is super fun. Obviously, it's not the first battle royale game, yeah. but you know you called out solos. I, I don't know if it's just me. Solos gives me fucking anxiety. Yeah. Like I drop in on solos and I'm like, it's not even fun anymore because it's always. And I don't know if it's just because I'm always doing solos after I get pissed off playing quads and I quit. <laughs> And I turn my Xbox back on and try and go like incognito and play by myself. Like I'm going to just one fucking kill. Yeah. And like I'm sitting there. I'm tense. And I'm like going to the airdrop like shit, don't get shot out of the air. We land on the fucking you know, back roof of quarry. Four people land with me. And it's like, all right, got to get in this first gunfight. My shield gets cracked. I run away. And if I, if I fucking make it to the second circle, I'm like shit. I'm, I'm, I'm sweating. Yeah. My palms are sweating. My Heart knees are weak. My... My arms are heavy. There's vomit on my sweater already. <laughs> it's it's mom's spaghetti. Yeah. Um, and I'm just like, this is terrible. There's no one to shoot the shit with and cut the tension. Like when you're playing trios or even duos. And everyone's just in a fucking corner. Every house, there's someone in a corner with a trophy system, three claymores, yeah. uh, a shield turret, <laughs> and a deployable cover. Like I didn't even know you can carry all that shit. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just, it, it, almost, it almost sounds 
like Mini Royale has become the way shipment and shoot houses yeah. for um, for multiplayer, multiplayer where it's yeah. just where it's just like a relief from all like strategy and just run fucking all 50 50s yep. and and just whoever can pull the trigger first wins yep no it is it is a lot like that and I think and I think it's more fun because especially and like I think like I said earlier trios is the right number for this because I think duos would be too small and I think quads would just I feel like the strategy with quads is just so out there it's really yeah. hard to to like do a fast-paced game with quads because you know you could still have two people engaging while you go revive someone if they're down so i think trios is good it's the right amount it gives you that opportunity that even if if you get one of your players down if you can get the guy rushing in down it kind of evens things up and you have a bounce so i think they did a good job i think the size of the circle is perfect too it it, it really is a well-made mode and i get it they didn't have to do a lot for this they just had to close down yeah. the map and close down the amount of people but it's the right decision and i think they should be applauded for it so i think the last thing i'll ask is do you use a different loadout or did you change up your loadout for Mini Royale versus just regular, you know, quads or trios? So I, I think that's a gamer move, and I think I need to do it, but I have not yet. I'm still running my uh, M13 plus Uzi class because I'm holding on that I get really good with the Uzi, and the <laughs> Uzi never gets nerfed, or if anything, the Uzi gets better. So, you know, just holding on to that with the thermal uh, hybrid scope. It's just the <laughs> wildest gun. It's a cold drift, practically. But but it's, you know, I, I think there there is a, a good um, good question in there. They got rid of, like, the 60-round Lucid Dreams on... Um, on the on the loadouts sorry not the loadouts the crates that you can pick up it's the 150 round Bruin so it's like I think they've realized that LMGs would be overpowered in this at 60 rounds yeah. so 150 rounds again you know trios and fast pace do you want to be able to do you want to give up that movement ability do you need 150 rounds anymore I think it's it's good because everyone's kind of AR SMGing it and it really really is entertaining yeah that makes me really want to uh, really want to hop on and play. So I think before we before we cut this segment, I think if you looking forward, or we just got to season five, looking forward to season six, and I think we called it out at the last episode, the episode before, is is six or seven going to be the final season of Warzone? Is that right? I think it's seven. Yeah, seven. So we're nearing kind of the end of the Warzone seasons. If you had one kind of one kind of dream feature ad that you could put in for season six what would that be put you on the spot here yeah and, and i think i think the desire for mine was i think they've already done it and they've beaten me to it with the gulags rotating every week because just having yeah. just one set of gulags really really sucked and right now it's on shotguns and akimbo deagles which is just it's, it's not that much <laughs> better so i'm still struggling in there but i i think i think what what i'd be interested in is um is finding a new way to make plunder more exciting. So I love playing plunder. I think it's it's a great format. I think it's a fun game, but I think there's more that they could develop in that to make it just yeah. as exciting at, at Warzone. I don't have the answer because I pay $100 to play this game, so I expect <laughs> that service to be done for me, but I think if that's if that's a direction to look in, I think expanding on plunder, mini royale was great move i don't think anything needs to change there but just um yeah just kind of tweaking some small things is is really i think the good way to go into season six i'll take a i'll take a shot on how they can fix plunder here because it's it's not my top priority but i i I do have a similar feeling that plunder started out as such a it took everyone by storm because i think battle royale was was the main like marketed feature but plunder was like really the one that was better when it first came out but what I hate about Plunder is I think you can tell a third of the way through the game when you're out of it. Yeah. Like when you have 160K, you're out of the top 10. So if they took some elements of Battle Royale and introduced it into Plunder, so I'm going to take a shot here and say if there's a 30-minute clock or a 20-minute clock, after 10 minutes or after 12 minutes, say, whatever it is, the only the top 10 teams remain. Mm. And the circle gets closer. It, mm. it like introduces a circle. Yeah. And then 
in that circle, you get 2x cash for kills and yep. every crate becomes red. Yep. And then with if someone hasn't hit the million, and then maybe you make it 1.5 million. Yep. And then when there's three minutes left, it's only the top five teams. And it we maybe we maybe we do an elimination. Maybe you get two two respawns or or it comes down to like a like one of those um, battle royale ones where it's the redeploy. Yep. There's like a twist that gets put in. But I just feel like the way it is right now, it just goes too long, especially if you're not in it. Yeah. And you just like get on this like string of like looking for kills and it's just not fun. But yeah. that's my because I don't play I don't pay a hundred dollars, I pay the bare minimum to play. <laughs> so I feel like I have to do my part for the community and, and offer go. up some feedback. Yeah. But I think my my wish list item is not even a change to the actual game mode. It's I want full lobby audio throughout the game. <laughs> I would just yeah. and I'm I'm it's fucking chaos. Yep. I would just love the ability to shit talk 150 people yeah. talking over each other, yep. hearing call outs, and like you can't turn off. It's like a separate game mode. <laughs> Call it like realism war zone because yeah. in real life war zone, you can't mute people. Yep. Yeah. Like I, I want I, I want to bring back I like I want to bring back the toxicity of modern warfare 2 lobbies. Like yep. maybe this and and maybe this is my real wish list item too is in in multiplayer, don't keep switch the up the lobby each time. Yeah, keep, keep the, the lobbies. lobbies so you can shit talk that guy you killed, yep. and then shit talk him again. Or you can like, you can be you can sit on the sideline and just listen to two 12 year olds scream the n word while their mom calls yep. them up for dinner. It's yep. unbelievable. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And actually, you know, you got me thinking on something and I think I have my wish list and my brothers told me the game and I don't remember which game this exists in, but to do proximity chat in Warzone so that as you're talking about tactics, if someone gets close enough, like inside the same house as you, yep. they can start hearing you. So it, it becomes like almost a thing like, do we want to keep talking? Do we like, what do we talk about? Or like, you know, my brother told me what, what sometimes people will do is they'd enter houses in that game and just be like, hello, and just like see, <laughs> see if anyone would talk back to them. And then like you have that decision. Do I stay silent or do I talk back and let people know? So oh, proximity God. chat is the I other I love one. that. Love it. Uh, I guess before we get hired as uh, game developers, we should probably move on to our, uh, to our final sponsor. Love it. We would normally do an ad read here, but for the first time, starting next week, we will actually have a paid sponsor. So we wanted to give a shout out to that future sponsor and shout out to us. We're five episodes in and we've just... Five episodes in, 325K in debt. We're finally starting <laughs> to chip that away. Starting to chip that dollar amount away. We're, 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 we're doing everything we can. It's an uphill battle, but just one viewer at a time. Even if it's the six of you until we, until we die, we'll, we'll be there. But we're excited. We're happy to continue this journey. On to the last segment. Sorry for that very long bleep at the end. I just got really sad and had a lot of tears coming because we're coming to a hard section. Tough one. Life without college football realizing Saying what it's so. going to be like it's it, we, we talked about it earlier but we just have to talk about the non-sport ramification of what does not having college football mean to us and as a former professional college athlete cold bell what does it feel like give us the inside scoop what are we feeling yeah so as a as a former college athlete myself you know to to take on a more somber note and i, I won't say there too long because we are bourbon glaze nonsense and we we try and stay away from any sort of serious um commentary as possible but it is it is a tough pill to swallow as a as a former athlete myself knowing what the folks who are involved in fall sports are going through right now um you know folks on the big stage especially to the seniors um you know the folks that on a smaller stage, it's probably their last time ever playing their respective sports, whether it's fo you know folks playing soccer, um, playing football, whatever it may be. But you know, even the folks on the big stage who made the decision to come back for their senior year and really contribute to their team rather than taking their risk and um, going into the NFL draft, um, it's a tough pill to swallow, and I feel bad 
for all the athletes, but I think we're going to be commenting more from a civilian or a NARP um, perspective. And for those who don't understand NARP, um, in the collegiate world, stands for non-athletic regular person. So basically a uh, cool cat who didn't play, uh, who didn't play athletics. Like me. So, (laughs) but it's, it's, it's going to be tough to adapt because my entire, my entire weekend revolved around football from, you know, I mentioned from Thursday, you know, rounding out the week and then Saturday, my entire like sleep schedule, drinking schedule, social life revolved around the football schedule time slots. You know, if there was a good game on, on the weekend, we weren't going to bars, we were going to watch the game. So really what I guess I'm getting down to is I just need to find another reason to drink from sunup to sundown in the summer, in the, in the, the winter Saturdays. Yep. Now, knowing myself and the trooper I am, I could probably do that, but it's probably going to be a real sad reason. So D-Town, I don't, I don't know if you have, uh, if you have any, any words of wisdom on that, but what's, what's, your, uh, what's your fall and winter going to look like? So, because I was a NARP and I happened to be a uh, soccer athlete in high school, I've, I've been watching soccer my whole life, and luckily, soccer has found a way to continue on in Europe. So, my, my Saturdays and Sundays are okay. It just means I have to wake up early for a lot of 6 a.m. games, which is tough. And, and recently, um, you know, the whole family's gone into Formula One racing a lot. So, there's some things to carry me through. But, you know, those events, they're done by about noon or maybe, you know, one or two uh, in the in the afternoon here. It, it just there's going to be something missing, you know, that carries you throughout the day, a full day activity, a full day dedicated to something. So, I mean, does, does Formula One like is it exciting? Like I, uh, my only my only forte into racing was like one time I tried to watch like the Daytona 500. Yeesh, could not so, do it. So, yeah, Daytona 500 is not it. So Formula One racing is definitely way more exciting than NASCAR. The best way to do it, and, and I've convinced a few people of this, is watch Drive to Survive on Netflix, and it will immediately get you hooked and informed on everything that's going. It's, you know, behind the scenes of all the racers, of all the teams, and everything that's going on. I think Formula One is going to be even more exciting next season. Uh, because they're introducing uh, spending limitations and, and increasing the performance of the cars so that there's less dirty air, so there's more overtaking a- available. It will close the gap in between the bottom and the top of the team because Mercedes has just been destroying everyone. But as we saw last week, if people watch, you know, Red Bull was able to win and beat Mercedes. So, the, you know, it's an exciting sport. And it's and it's quick, you know. It's like hour and a half, like and and the qualifying. Oh, that's different. Yeah, it's hour and a half of racing, it, and it's and it's you know, fifty to seventy laps depending on the tracks. You know, a lot of corners, a lot of places to watch, and the best part about it is listening to the racers communicate with their pit crews. You know, Max Verstappen was chasing after Mercedes early in the race this past week, and they told him, "Hey, back off." They're driving too fast. You're going to burn out your tires. And he literally told his pit crew, shut the fuck up. I'm not going to drive like a grandma. We're going to beat Mercedes today. And he did it. And it was great to watch like him have the courage to do that. So I think it adds to it. But, yeah, I, I think you can do it. Qualifying is also an electric event where they just cut the last five people, uh, the slowest five people every round. So Q1 last five people get chopped q2 last five people get chopped and it's like exciting to see it and you get strategies between the race tires and you know what what you're doing it's 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 a lot of things going on there so watch drive so i really i really thought formula one was just a less racist nascar so that's that's it seems like just a whole different sport so yeah yeah, and there's a a lot of money if i can drink to it i'll get i'll get involved Oh, I'm sorry. A lot of alcohol sponsors. It's it's incredible. Yeah, you can't go wrong with it. It's it's great. Watch Drive to Survive. You will just get like mainlined into Formula One. Convince a lot well, of people about it. Now that now that I have my new Saturday drinking hobby, I think we can move on to the uh, the unholy trinity uh, yep. for this week. And and fittingly, or fitting, the unholy trinity of things that we now have to begrudgingly do that there is no college football on Saturdays. And I'll, I'll kick this one off because in our in our pre-production, you told me you wanted to stay as far away from this one Not as possible. Touching it. Not touching so it. So I will bite Disclaimer. the bullet. Disclaimer. <laughs> I have 
I've, I've, I enjoy doing this a lot, and, I, and I'm not saying that sarcastically. I'm good. I'm staying away from this one. This one's all you, Cold Bell. All right, I'll kick it off, and it is spending, air quotes, quality time with your significant other. Now, call me a horrible person. I sound like an asshole for this, but you need me time. You know, for, for any healthy relationship, you need, you need your own thing. And, and what better thing is there than college football? It's, it takes up an entire day. It gives you an excuse to drink and lay on the couch. And you don't have to talk about work. You don't have to talk about life. You don't have to talk about anything. You just have to watch schools pound the shit out of each other and watch announcers that don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And guess what? There's no ramifications. You could fall asleep. Nobody get nobody yells at you for it. It's it's the perfect activity to do by yourself, and I'm gonna miss it. And I'm gonna have to talk about feelings. I'm gonna have to talk about life. I'm gonna have to talk about important shit. And you know, I'll do it. I'll get yeah. through it, and mm-hmm. I'm not gonna like it. If you need a new place to stay with the puppy, Texas is available, but uh, might be might be hard to get <laughs> through the through the security. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, moving moving on to the second one, um, I, I, I you know I I am looking at our list and I want to do both, but I'm I'm gonna actually take the third one as the second one, if you will. Oh. And we I did this recently, but just watching rom coms, but the one that I did is or watching whatever horrendously shitty movie that Netflix has recently produced but marketed well to us to convince us it's a good movie to watch. That's what we're going to start spending our Saturday nights on. And I think it's just going to destroy everything that was exciting about Saturday night college football. I mean, like, yeah. you know, you had games, especially if Hawaii was playing in Hawaii, you'd have games until 2 or 3 in the morning. Pac-12, you know, that that's those are late games. You could still have some incite, exciting action around, you know, Cal or Stanford. Shout out to our kicker. You know, it, it, you, you'd have some stuff going on. But just, like, can you imagine Saturday night, 1 a.m. rolls around, and you just watch the shittiest action movie that Netflix has to offer or some new rom-com that's just the exact same as all the other rom-coms up? It's just, like, we're going to be driven to it, and it's just that's what life is going to be like. And it's just going to be sad because we're missing good movies, but we're also losing football. I am just waiting for that first text from D-Town in about four months. It's going to be at 12.30 in the morning, and it's going to just simply read, Dude, just watch The Kissing Booth, electric. And I'm going to lose all fucking respect. (laughs) Love it. Love it. All right. I guess I'll take number number two since we're, uh, you know, we're we're doing it live and going out of order. It's going to be chores around the house. Because, frankly, I don't do them during the week, and football was my excuse not to do them on the weekend, and now I have no excuse, so now I'm going to have to do laundry, pick up after myself, be a functioning fucking member of society, and I don't want to. I don't like cleaning. I don't do it. There are other people who live with me right now that are shaking their head like I don't clean and I suck at it, Mm -hmm. and maybe I'm playing four-dimensional chess. Maybe I'm great at cleaning. Maybe I'm giving the impression that I suck at it. (laughs) <laughs> Who knows? I guess we're gonna. I guess we're gonna find out now that there's nothing else to do. I think. Yeah. I think the only way I'm gonna get through college football season without college football is kind of inserting the things that make college football fun mm. from a viewer perspective, and it's gonna be really gambling and drinking. Yeah. How can I? In, the same way we introduce concussions, concussions. into politics. Yeah. How can I introduce drinking into laundry? How can I introduce gambling into wiping down the countertop? Like, am I gonna start, am I gonna create a group chat with three buddies and say, okay, you know, 25 to one odds, I got this on the first go. 25 to one <laughs> odds, she gives me the thumbs up on this first pass. You know, I think, I think this is like, we can get like five-ish friends together yep. and create a round robin like gambling circuit. Like 10,000. 10,000 to 1 odds she tells me not to do the laundry this weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, a, and a former buddy of mine, Kevin Malone, once told me, any, someone gives you 10,000 to 1 odds on odds. anything, you take that in a heartbeat. If John Mellencamp ever wins an Oscar, he's going to be yeah. a rich, rich man. 
I love it. I, I'm, I'm all for this. I think the way to turn it into a drinking game is every time you do something wrong, our significant others have to give us a shot of liquor around the house. So you do the laundry, you pull out the laundry, they check it. Ah, you didn't flip the shirts inside out. Ah, you put a pink shirt with the whites, take a shot. Just Saturdays will fly by and it will encourage cool. you to do the chores in the house. I think I think you mix it up there. So if I drink when I do something wrong, why would I ever want to do anything right? Okay, hear me out. You only get <laughs> you only get one shot if you do something wrong. You get two shots if you do something right. That's a quick way to my death, but I like it. <laughs> we we might we might not make it to that first real sponsor at this rate. <laughs> oh man. Well, I think that wraps up all of our thoughts for this week and we appreciate people sticking with our random schedule. And that wraps up episode five, episode cinco of Bourbon Glazed Nonsense. Again, it was messy, it was dirty, but you stuck through it. So you're the, you know, you can only blame yourself. Um, A quick shout out to the folks who call in and write in and correct us on our vernacular, you know, hot takes, viewers. Fuck off. We do it our own way. Have a good night.